and turn to your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I know we ain't getting comfortable today. Hallelujah. We've got three, four different speakers, uh, and, and uh, don't worry, they, they're under strict instructions to keep it short. Um, but last Tuesday night, we, the ministers of the church, got together, our ministry team got together, and I shared with them just kind of my heart and my passion, and that is that our ministry team, first and foremost, that we make sure that we fully understand and grasp the gospel, and that we not only can fully understand it and grasp it, but be able to teach it also and to preach it. I believe there's no greater message than the gospel. Amen. There is no greater message than that. So today, I'm going to present in general form what the gospel is, and then they're going to come and break apart uh, the different uh, sections of the gospel, and uh, I won't preach their messages. If I do something that's already in your notes, don't worry about it. You come and preach it anyhow and, and do as God leads you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren... I declare unto you the gospel. The Bible tells us that we are saved by the gospel. Amen. Uh, it is the most important message in Scripture. And in this, he's saying, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also, verse 2, ye are saved. It's the gospel that has allowed you to be saved. Uh, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. And then he begins to explain what the gospel is. I'm sure you've heard the word gospel means good news, right? But what good news? Uh, because there's lots of good news in Scripture. Well, Paul breaks down what the gospel is specifically. For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died. Everybody say, Christ died. For our sins according to the Scripture. Verse 4. So that means death. And that He was buried. Everybody say, He was buried. And that He rose again. Everybody say, He rose again. The third day according to these scriptures. So he's saying, this is the gospel that I delivered unto you. Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again. I'm excited about Resurrection Sunday, right? Amen. I'm excited about it, and I believe God's going to do something great in that. God bless you. You can go ahead and be seated. Uh, so let me clarify what this is. The Bible also tells us, it, so the gospel saves us. We know that the gospel saves us. We know that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will save us, right? Uh, that if we believe in Jesus, we shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of people have taken that verse of Scripture and meant that that's all that is required in belief. That somehow you believe that Jesus uh, came on the earth, he died on the cross, all that. Now that is such an essential aspect of belief. 
He said, in fact, that you obeyed the gospel and then you were saved, but that you're, unless you believed in vain. Uh, in other words, you didn't quite believe what you were doing. Hallelujah. You didn't quite obey what the gospel said. So uh, it's not enough for us simply to believe that Jesus was a person on the earth, but that Jesus was God, amen, and that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that he was buried in a grave, and then he rose again three days later. That's the basis of everything we do around here, amen. Praise God. So, uh, when it comes to the gospel, is it just the belief in that alone that saves us? I believe that belief is a word that is full of meaning. I don't believe that it, it means that simply I just sit back and say, oh yeah, I know that Jesus came. Uh, but rather, belief uh, has an implication that if I believe, I'm going to obey, right? Uh, so I can say that, yes, I want a relationship with my wife, but unless I'm willing to work on that relationship and do as my wife desires and we begin to form a bond, there is no relationship there. The same with Christ. We can talk about Christ coming and dying on the cross all day long, but unless we're willing to do what He says and what the Bible says to do, then it doesn't matter anyhow, right? Hallelujah. So, so yes, we're standing here saying we must believe. But as James says, faith without works is dead being alone. Praise God. You just sit back and say, oh, I believe words alone uh, cannot do it. There must be obedience, right? So scripture says that we must obey the gospel. We must obey the gospel. How would we obey the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you could, in your Bibles, head to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, we find that Peter preaches a very clear sermon about the death of Jesus Christ. He preaches a very clear sermon that those who were listening were personally responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. And they, after hearing those words, felt pricked in their heart, convicted, and they said to them, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 is the most clear description of what it takes to be saved out of all of Scripture. It's the most clear, concise uh, Scripture. Now, there's a lot of Scriptures that we can connect to this to help us understand how this is how we obey the gospel. But let's read it. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Everybody say, Repent. And be baptized. Everybody say baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. So right here we see the gospel. How do we see the gospel? 
Repent. The Bible says repentance is as if you are dying. It is killing off the old man. Death. And be baptized. Baptism is going down in a watery grave. Romans 6.4 tells us that we are buried with him by baptism unto death. Meaning we share a grave with Jesus Christ. So burial. Everybody say burial. So we've got death, burial. Romans 6.4 also says that if we are buried with him by baptism, then we shall also rise with him uh, at, from the glory of the Father into newness of life. So we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is resurrection. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. So how do we obey the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection? We repent of our sins. We are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That is the death through repentance, burial through baptism, resurrection through the Holy Ghost. This is exactly what Jesus talked about in John chapter 3 when he says you must be born again. Hallelujah. Meaning you must lay down your old life. You've got to repent, kill off the old man, the old woman the old person you got to bury them and put them in the grave and if you do those two acts of obedience we are assured ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and become a whole new person praise God hallelujah so today this is what exactly what they're going to be bringing brother Kavan is going to be bringing death <laughs> He's going to be bringing repentance. Brother Victor is going to be bringing burial. He's going to be talking about baptism. Sister Mian is going to be bringing resurrection. She's going to talk about the Holy Ghost. I want to encourage you when you're up here, uh, when you're finished, have everybody stand, clap your hands, and the next person just get right up, all right? So how about we all stand right now, and let's begin to worship the Lord as Brother Kavan comes. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. Have your way in this place in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Lord Jesus, thank you, God. Hello, Jesus. Amen. Uh, um, you may be seated. Amen. Amen. So, um, as Pastor said, yes, I, I I'm gonna be be um, be, 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 be preaching uh, um, uh, on repentance. Amen. On the death. Amen. Um. So um. So we are gonna start from Acts chapter three. Verse, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm 19, and actually I am going to be reading from, uh, uh, I'm, the L, um, uh, I'm the NLT, amen. And then um, it's, it's, it's going to be from 19 um, through 21, amen. It's, and, uh, and it says, I'm now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away, then Times of refreshment uh, 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 will come um, uh, from the presence of, uh, uh, of the Lord, and he will, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm again, uh, um, send you Jesus, uh, um, your appointed uh, Messiah. For he must uh, uh, remain in heaven until the time uh, um, uh, of the, until the time for the final 
on restoration of all things as God promised long ago through through his holy prophet. Amen. So um, this is on how to repent. Like um, verse uh, 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 19, um, like, you know, is to like, you know, to um, uh, um, first, you know, um, uh, 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 um, it says to um, repent of your sins. And then um, for those who may not know, like, you know, like, uh, 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 um, so what does uh, um, uh, uh, um, repentance mean, you know, because uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm the Bible, you know, it, it, it was written like, you know, I'm uh, um, so long ago. Um, that like you know, um, um, the words and 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 the phrase that they use, you know, uh, are, are, are are so different. So I googled it, you know. <laughs> Amen. So um, on Google it says to feel or express sincere um uh, uh, um, um regret or or, or remorse about uh, about one's sin or wrongdoing, and like and and, and like um. As uh, as I searched on the answer, you know, uh, on uh, uh, um, uh, on so Google, I I was shocked at um how 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 like how 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 like uh, um in in the definition it had sin in it, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so it was so like uh, um it tickled me, amen, amen. But um so like uh, so um. To um uh, um uh, um uh, 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 um repent, you know, uh, I mean, means of like you know to like you know uh, 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 um to say God, you know, uh, uh, I'm so sorry for like you know uh, uh, um for doing this or that, like uh, uh, um um for drinking or, or for smoking or for cursing, like please forgive me, God, you know, it, 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 it's just to have a, a, a sincere heart to um uh, 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 um to be uh, uh, um to be like you know uh, 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 I'm so sorrowful. But um but for that part uh, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm the first part amen because uh, uh, repentance it, 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 it is a two part process amen amen so 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 I'm the first part is to say I'm sorry and then the second part is to turn to God is to like. Uh, um, be you know in his presence, you know, uh, 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 more often. It's to do um, a one eighty, amen. I mean, like it's to sin. Well, it's to not to sin anymore, amen, amen, amen. It's to like you know, um, because like for um, for I'm example, right? Um, if um, like you know, um. If you see, like you know, I'm a water bottle, like you know, in the fridge, and and it's not yours, you know, and you take it, and then the offending party, like you know, they say, you know, they say, hey, you know, um, oh, what happened to you know, I'm a I'm a water bottle, you know, I was so thirsty, you know, everything, and and then and 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 then you, you know, I'm I'm repentant, say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I took it, I was thirsty, you know, I'm I'm so I'm so sorry, and 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 then. And and then it, it, it will happen, you know. Uh, I'm again, you know. So like, you know, um, uh, um, I'm so like, you know, if you do do it again, then like, you know, uh, I mean, you didn't like truly, you know, 
uh, um, uh, um, uh, 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 repent because uh, uh, I mean, did the same thing again, and like you know, and that is not uh, unrepentance because uh, unrepentance is to, to say I'm sorry, and then to not do uh, I'm that same sin again. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I don't have uh, uh, my notes on me. So, like, all my notes are just on my phone. So, I'm sliding. So, like, please excuse, you know, I'm uh, all the other time for me, man. Amen. So, um, now um, we are going to go to, if, if, if you have um, I'm, I'm, I'm your Bibles, please turn to um, 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. And I just have a, a few uh, um, uh, uh, other scriptures. Amen. So, okay. Amen. So, and then I'll read it. Um, it says, and they, and they smote all the cities around about them. For the fear of the Lord came... Um, came uh, 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 um, upon them, and they spilled into the city for, for. I'm in the wrong verse. Okay, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, I'm in chapter thirteen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, this does not sound right. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Okay. Yes. There you go. So, um, if my people, um, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, um, then, 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 then will I hear from heaven and will, um, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Amen. Like to me, like that is such a powerful verse. You know. Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, um, of scripture, amen. Because um, because one um, 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 this is in uh, on the uh, on the Old Testament, and like um, and like uh, as I was taught, like you know, um, uh, 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 on the New Testament, like you know, uh, uh, I'm is built, you know, uh, uh, um, like you know, uh, I'm I'm better promises, amen. So like you know, uh, I'm, uh, um, uh, 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 I'm is this. It is in you know uh, 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 I'm the Old Testament. I'm then just I'm imagine like you know how powerful you know I'm the, the um, like uh, 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 our apprentice like 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 uh, like how 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 uh, uh, our repentance like uh, I'm, I'm how it, it means to God you know in the New Testament. Amen. Um, uh, uh, um, because, like, you know, if it says, well, or, 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 or rather, uh, uh, um, the reason why uh, um, we should repent, amen, is because it, 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 it says, like, you know, um, if my people, um, which are called by my name, so, like, uh, uh, um, so that means uh, um, that we just have to call on God, like, you know, any, uh, anywhere we are, like, you know, in church, at, 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 at at um, our house or on the road or like you know anywhere, amen, and uh, and just humble ourselves, like put pride aside, you know, and just like you know, uh, uh, um, be sorrowful and remorseful to God, amen, amen, amen. and um, um, uh, 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 and then turn 
from uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, 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 I'm the wicked wage, uh, 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 and just, you know, uh, I'm the 180, amen? Uh, I'm, the, I'm the second part of repentance, amen? And then... And, and then and 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 then will I I I I I hear from heaven and and will forgive their sins and will heal their and and will heal on their land. So um that means that um I'm not only uh, um, uh, 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 um, so God, uh, um, forgive us. Um, 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 also like you know, heal us and bless us. You know, uh, um, I'm in every area um that we need Him. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And then um, if we can turn to First John. Chapter 1, verse 9. This is the second reason why we should repent. Okay. Amen. First John chapter 9. So okay. If if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us uh, our sins uh, um, uh, 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 and, and to be cleansed us. From all unrighteousness, so um, it, it feels good to if it, it, it feels good to you know uh, uh, um, to uh, um, confess of like uh, 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 of of any type of wrongdoing, like you know, like you know, it's like it's, it, 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 it's like a load off your chest, right? Amen. Because like I feel like that, like you know, um, if I do uh, um, um, if I do something wrong, like you know, uh, I, I will like you know. Uh, um, uh, 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 I'm confess, you know, uh, uh, I'm immediately, amen, because, um, like, um, so I remember at my job, and, like, um, it was, like, my second week there, and, like, you know, um, I printed a, um, a copy of a statement, but, like, uh, instead of, uh, uh, I printed, you know, uh, on the regular paper, it printed, like, you know, uh, on the checks paper, and that cost, like, um, uh, 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 um, so much money. So, like, you know, one, you know, uh, um, uh, 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 my coworker said, like, you know, if the talent manager know, like, you know, uh, uh, I'm just going to be mad. So, like, you know, uh, 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 I'm just keep it to yourself, you know? And then, uh, um, and like, you know, uh, uh, and that was, you know, uh, 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 my plan. But then on um, the next day, I confess. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was planning on just keeping the secret, but I confess. Amen. The next day I saw her, I confess. And like, it felt good to confess. <laughs> it really did. So, like, if it feels good, like, you know, to confess, I'm your sin, like, or any, any, any like, mistake and we do to you know uh, um, uh, 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 each other it will feel like you know even more good as we confess you know uh, um, to God amen amen and then I'm almost out of time but I'll just go to one last scripture amen okay it's going to be in Luke Luke chapter 15 verses 10 amen Okay, perfect. And and likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in, in, in the presence of the angels of God 
over one sinner, I'm bad, I'm repentant. Amen. So, like, you know, even if it's a, I'm just one person that, um, um, uh, I'm that you know. Uh, 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 I'm uh, uh, I'm repentant, like you know. Um, uh, 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 I'm so heaven is like you know overjoy, you know. I'm with the gladness, amen. And like and like it's happy, amen, amen. And like and like, amen. And like that is like always, you know. Um, uh, 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 I'm a great thing, you know. Uh, 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 I'm to see, like you know. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in some like you know. Uh, I'm just turning. Uh, um, uh, 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 I'm the life to God and away from sin. Amen. Amen. And uh, like, you know, uh, uh, and if heaven, like, you know, uh, I'm rejoiced for that. Uh, um, uh, 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 um, so we should like, you know, strive, you know, to like, you know, bring like, you know, our friends or our co-workers or like, you know, or, 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 like, you know, unto God. Amen. And then my last scripture, and then I'll be done. Amen is going to be Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 47. Then open, that, then, then open he their understanding that they might understand uh, uh, um, uh, um, the scriptures and said unto them, this is written and thus, is, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise uh, and, and to rise and to rise from from uh, 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 um, uh, um, the dead on the third day, and that and and that the uh, um, uh, unrepentance and, uh, and remission of sins should be preached in in His name uh, among all nations, uh, um, beginning at, at Jerusalem. Amen. So, like, uh, we have like a. Uh, a command almost to uh, uh, um, to bring people to you know uh, um, repentance. You're like you know uh, um, to bring them into church and uh, and to tell them you know about God and about repentance and the Holy Ghost and and about baptism. You know, um, so that you know um, they can be saved. Amen. Amen. And and now, like you know, if if all like you know, um, 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 please stand and just thank God, you know, um, for His mercy and His love. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God so wonderful that he gives us an opportunity to repent? That's so great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Kavan. That was great. Y'all can be seated now. I'll, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, um, there's, you know, so much on the bone for repentance. Uh, the word is so full of energy and uh, the spirit of the Lord. So, but that's not what I'm up here for. Uh, I'm here to speak about baptism. So what is so um, interesting about the baptism, you know, John the Baptist came out and uh, he paved the way uh, for Jesus to come and to explain to us why we needed to be baptized. Not John the Baptist, but John the Baptist was just, you know, paving the way. So he, he gave an illustration of what, to, what was to take place after he baptized Jesus. 
So um, in Mark chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, um, the word reads is, now you got to remember this was John the Baptist coming out of the wilderness. And uh, I don't think he had a comb. I don't think he had, you know, anything to take care of himself with. He said he was brought up on grasshoppers and things in the, in the wilderness. So, you know, you got to understand when he was coming out of the wilderness, people probably looked at him funny, you know, thinking that he was an odd person, you know. Um, we might have some guests that show up. They're not wearing the right things. They're not, you know, looking the right way. But honestly, they might have a message for us. So we have to be careful who, you know, who we turn away. So if not to say that we got to listen to what they say. We got to be guided by the Spirit. So, but anyway, uh, the Bible reads, and he was coming out of the wilderness, and it reads chapter or yeah, chapter one, verse uh, seven, and preached, saying, "There cometh one mightier than I after me. The latches, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to." Stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. That's how mighty the baptism is. Uh, we can't diminish anything that God gives us in his word about baptism. And uh, what uh, Wikipedia uh, and trust me, I did the same thing. I looked it up on Google. I was like, hey, I got I to gotta figure out what the world says, you know, because, you know, they, they want to change things. I mean, I looked it up, I, different definitions, and one was saying sprinkle, one was doing this and that, and then Wikipedia was dead on. So, And it explains it as it, it explains in the Word of God is that, uh, and it says as uh, Wikipedia explains, uh, Baptism is immersion. That means you're dipped in water. doesn't talk about sprinkling. And it also uh, derived from the Greek word baptizo, meaning also to immerse. So, you know, I mean, you could take different avenues. You can hear different people say stuff. And, uh, of course, we have to be very careful what we listen to in the world and from, from different people. And uh, God has blessed me with some help. And uh, we were riding in a vehicle today. And he was telling me about somebody trying to teach him a different religion. And he kept telling me he was, he's not ready. It's not for him right now. And what's so interesting about that is that uh, I run into a lot of people that when you start talking to them about being baptized or about being saved, they... They, they kind of shun, you know, at you because they're like, no, it's not for me right now. I have living to do. What they're talking about is sin. And so what we have to let them know is that it is better to find a, a, a way to approach God in a relationship with a clean heart, a clean mind clean spirit and so if we can let them know that yes it might not be for you right now but please listen to what I have to say we have to plant a seed we have to let them know that there's a way out and that if they're being if they be baptized 
See, people don't understand that it is important to be baptized, that believing is going to save them, that by faith alone, and that's not true. In the Bible, it, it says, and it's essential for salvation, in Mark 16 and 16, he that is baptized shall be saved. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and th through 38, the crowd asked Peter, what shall we do? Because they were pricked in the heart. They said, Peter told them, be baptized. In John chapter 3, verse 5. Now this was Jesus. He was talking to Nicodemus, which was a Pharisee, pretty much a priest back in those days. And Jesus was explaining to him, except ye be born of the water, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. So I find that it's very essential to being baptized, to being reborn in the flesh. Because I know when I was baptized and I came out of that water, God filled me with the Holy Ghost and changed my life, gave me a new vision, cleared my heart, my mind, my spirit, took all the anxiety away, all the pressures, what a feeling that is. And I can only do one thing is that share that, that wonderful feeling of how God just evaporated everything inside of me with the Holy Spirit, which is so awesome. But you got to go through the steps and the procedures. And uh, that's the remedy for salvation. That's how God works. He is awesome. In First Peter chapter 3, 20 through 21, baptism doth also now save us. And in uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Lord knows I need him every day. Like Brother Kavan was saying, you have to ask for, you have to constantly repent. You have to constantly, because we do fall short. It's so funny today, uh, I got this, like I said, I got this new help. And he knows that uh, I was, I didn't tell him, but I was waiting for, I dropped him off, and I was waiting to just visit with the grandchildren for a few minutes and take off because I had another job to go to. But he came running up to the car or the truck, and uh, he says, hey, man, hey, man, check this out. Tempting. And what was so amazing is that he noticed what I was doing, he looked at, I was reading the word, and he quickly turned around and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't realize what you were doing, but he was trying to get me to look at somebody, and I was like, <laughs> he had been trying the same thing all day, and I thank God for what he has, God put in my heart, that I'm able to repent and ask God, please, not only for me, but please help my, my help, help my helper, let him understand that regardless of who he thinks he might have known in the past, that I might want to do those things. I haven't talked to this man in a while. He's a brother-in-law of mine, and he basically, he's like, he's, he's thinking I'm still in my old ways. I don't say much to him because he's already told me, you know, he's not ready for salvation. So you have to be very careful and tender with those people because you could scare them away. So I don't push that on him, but we have to live in the light. We have to set an example for those that are lost so God can use us, so they can be saved. And if they know that 
there's something worth reading in the Bible. And that might have been the seed that needed to be planted in this man's life. God had made a way where I needed help. It just, it's crazy. I might make it to men's conference, but God knows <laughs> he's making a way. God's doing things in this city of Stewart in people's lives. And so I thankful, I'm grateful for God to, to allow me to be used that way. And uh, I love him. I love Jesus. And uh, baptism is, is accomplished. Uh, this is what, it, what happens. What's the accomplishment of, of baptism? Acts 2.38, the remission of sins. Acts 22, verse 16, wash away thy sins. Hallelujah. That's so powerful because we constantly need to have that happen. First uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 21, answer of conscious, consciousness. So Jesus allows us to be forgiven, and uh, he clears our conscience. He allows us to take steps to another level. And so also it represents... In baptism, in Romans 6, this is what it represents. Is that in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, you're buried with him in baptism. Picture that in your mind as Jesus went into the water. And you come up because of the sins that he forgave you from. It's so powerful to understand that Jesus did that for us. For all of us. For all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. And also in John chapter 3, verse 5, to be born of the water. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, you're buried with him in baptism. So you think about the resurrection power and how the Holy Spirit fell upon him. How amazing that is for us as well, that we have that same power, that we have that same ability to go to him and say, God, I need you. I was thinking at work today is, I'm like, I'm not going to make it tonight. There's going to be problems. <laughs> I need you, Jesus. I need to make it. And I got here a couple minutes late, but God made a way for me to be here. And I thank him for that. God is wonderful. If we can stand for the last verse that I'm about to read. And um, for those that are watching online or those that might catch this later, I want you to know there's one baptism. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. There's only one way to find the Father. Jesus was telling the Pharisee Nicodemus, there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to the kingdom. And he was asking Jesus, and Jesus answered him, gave him the way. For there's only one way to heaven. This world needs to know that there's only one way. Hallelujah. It's through the repentance. It's through the baptism, and it's through the receiving of the Holy Ghost. So we have to understand that. And I thank Jesus for everything we're doing, what God's doing in this church and what God's going to allow us to, to bless this world with. And that 
with the world with, and that's his whirlwind. <laughs> his Holy Spirit through baptism and how he loves us. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. Let's thank God and let's allow God to bless the next speaker. God bless. you so much to Brother Kavan and Brother Victor for setting it up so easily for me. You can go ahead and be seated tonight. I am just going to take a few minutes to answer three simple questions. Why do you need the Holy Ghost? How do I receive the Holy Ghost? And how do I know that I have the Holy Ghost? Now, some of these scriptures that I'm about to read have been read tonight, so I'm going to go through them a little quickly because I don't want to take time, but I think it's important that we at least just read them, hear them. Um, and it's going to just be in Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 1 through 4, 16 and 18, 37 through 39. And so as Pastor stated first here tonight, that Acts chapter 2, it is after Jesus has been, has died on the cross and been resurrected. And Peter is now preaching to the people who put Jesus on the cross. And so this is Peter uh, speaking to them. And um, so the Chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. In verses 16 through 18, it says, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. So the Holy Ghost is falling on the first church. Then they're filled with the Spirit of God. They begin to speak in tongues. And they're saying, this is the prophecy. This is God pouring out his Spirit. And then we get to the Sermon of Peter in Acts 2, 37, uh, 37 through 39. And again, we read it. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and they asked Peter what to do. And Peter said to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So I want to ask anyone that tries to say that the Holy Ghost was just for them in the Bible. It was just for those that were there on the day of Pentecost. I'll tell you, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that it's unto you and to your children and all that are afar off. So hallelujah, it doesn't matter who is in this building, whether it, you know, now, tomorrow, anywhere, we can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This world right now, I believe that it is polarizing. We can see there was a day years ago where you could probably walk in the middle. You could probably just get by not really taking a, an opinion or, you know, anything. But we see that there is such a great 
evil in the world, right? But then we also see on the other side, I believe that there is a polarizing, and it is because I believe that we are living in the last days. 2 Timothy 3 and 1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. The list goes on and on, but you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like every single time you turn on the news. It sounds like everything that we're hearing. It sounds like school shootings, and it sounds like all of these chaos that's going on in the world right now. But you know what? We also hear about revivals where people don't want to leave, where people and college campuses are finding God, and they're hungry. There was a study uh, in February, just this past February, that reveals that 77% of Gen Z teenagers are motivated to learn about Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? There was a time when you couldn't get young people involved in God no matter what, right? But they're interested. They want to know because as this world grows darker, God is drawing people to his spirit. Hallelujah. There is a hunger, and we have seen the revival, and we've seen the miracles happening here in this very building, in our church. And I believe that in these last days, God is calling us out of darkness, hallelujah, to pour out his spirit. Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27, it says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. You know, we see how hardened the hearts of this world has grown to God. But God says, I'll give you a heart of flesh. And you know what? My spirit, when I put it in you, it's going to give you power to keep my commandments and my judgments and my statutes. It's going to give you the power that you need to live in this dark world for Jesus Christ. He is pouring out of his spirit. We do not have to live in darkness. You don't have to live in addiction. You don't have to live in depression, in loneliness, in fear, and in anxiety. Hallelujah. Because God will fill us with his spirit. He will give us power. Acts 1 and 8 says that power uh, says, Hallelujah. And ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. I didn't put it in there. <laughs> and because it's this power, Pastor talked about it. The power, it says the deutimus, the miracle working power. It's the power to overcome sin. It's the power to work in the gifts of the Spirit. It's the power, hallelujah, to live in this dark world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I hope I've proven to you that you need to receive the Spirit of God. But the question is, how? In Mark 16 and 17, it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. If we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, we will automatically seek after his Spirit and in Luke uh, 11 and 13, it says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask them? So how do we receive the Holy Ghost? It's a gift. We just have to receive it. Hallelujah. In Acts 2.38, he says it's a gift. In Luke 11.13, he says it's a gift. 
In Acts 8, 17, he says, after he, uh, Peter has preached to them, it says they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That there aren't works, there aren't things that we just have to receive the Spirit of God. God wants us to have his Spirit. He is pouring it out. Hallelujah. And we just need to believe that we can receive it. And so that brings me to my last question of how do you know you've received the Holy Ghost? Acts 10, 44 through 48, it says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, how did they know, right? Where everybody was praying, there had to have been an obvious difference between those who were praying and and seeking God and those that were receiving the Holy Ghost, right? There had to be some sort of visual evidence that they were receiving the Holy Ghost. Verse 46, it says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Hallelujah. And if you continue, it says, if you forbid water, they should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we've kind of put this plan to repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But we've got to do all of those things, but it doesn't matter if you get baptized, then receive the Holy Ghost, or receive the Holy Ghost, and that you get baptized. But I can tell you, when you receive the Spirit of God, and when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will speak in other tongues. Acts 19 and 6, it says, and when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Hallelujah. So, We need the Holy Ghost today, and all we have to do is receive it. And when we do, we can know for a surety that we have his spirit because we will speak in new tongues. Hallelujah. And I know that I spoke very quickly. I was trying to get there, but I want us to do something. Whether you have the Holy Ghost or you don't, I'd like if we could stand, if we could all come down to this altar, I want us to together Take a moment to repent. We're going to repent, and then once we do, we're just going to allow God. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, we can pray over you, and we can help you and kind of talk you through receiving his spirit. But if you have, I want to encourage you to just pray in the Holy Ghost because we know that the Holy Ghost gives us power. So tonight, if you already have the Holy Ghost, maybe you just have a need. Maybe you need to overcome something. Maybe you just need to be reminded that there is power in the Holy Ghost. There is power when we have God's spirit and that God can do anything. Hallelujah. So if we could right now, let's just raise our hands and repent. Lord Jesus, we love you. We are so thankful that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, God, that we can come before you and that, God, as we confess our sins, you will forgive those sins. Hallelujah, Jesus. And we pray right now that you would forgive us every thought, every action, every intent that is not pleasing to you, God, we pray.